Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. I know the last episode, my apology was interrupted by ads, so that was awkward. Now you'll only hear ads if I'm saying them myself or at the end of the episode. Can I blame it on the ghosts? Because that's what I'll do. Blame it on the ghosts. I'm also planning a small paranormal conference in New Orleans, Louisiana in October of 2020. If this is something you're interested in attending, please let me know. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Anyways, I'm so excited that fall has arrived and the wonderful spookies that follow get me really excited. I'm ready to dive into these stories. How about you? Okay, ready to get spooked? Our first story comes with video evidence of a haunted apartment. Pandaroo seems to have a ghost following them around, and it's downright creepy. It was ingrained in me that you do what you must when it comes to moving. My dad was a military man, so if we had to move, you pack you move, you unpack, and that's it. When I got married, that carried over. So when we finally moved out of our first haunted apartment, we were living in a rented house with a couple of friends of ours. When we first moved in together, all seemed fine. Unfortunately, we had a falling out with one of our roommates, and they ended up leaving. I'm not sure if the falling out could be attributed to the fact that the house was haunted, or they were just honestly shitty people. However, we liked the house and fortunately could afford to just stay, just the two of us. Four if you count the dogs, five after we got our cat. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I used to hear men talking in the living room. That's how it all started. Then things started to move. You would lay your keys down on the counter in the kitchen, and next thing you know, they're on the floor of the bathroom. The dogs would bark at the walls. The cat, 
the cat. The cat would be walking along, minding his own business, stop dead in his tracks, and glare down the short hallway to the guest bathroom. Puff up, hair all out in different directions, and do that weird sideways hop thing. If you don't know what I mean, YouTube it. It's hilarious if there's more than one cat. Terrifying when it's just one. He would do this and hiss and growl into the hallway, stand there a moment and flick the end of his tail for a good minute, then relax and walk away as if nothing happened. We had an odd creature or spirit or something stare at us from under our dining room table when all pets were accounted for. But for the most part, it was just the little things here and there. When we decided to look for a cheaper and hopefully less active place, the activity got more intense. Doors would swing on their own. We would hear knocks, cold spots. There was one room none of the animals would go into. In fact, I don't recall spending much time in that one room myself, to be honest, even though it was my art room. We had found an apartment nearby, as we liked the neighborhood and gave our notice. A few weeks before we began moving, I came home one morning, I worked overnights at the time, around 5.30 or 6 a.m., and was setting my things down on the kitchen counter. I had entered through the garage, so the front door was locked. We had a double-pane door with a glass portion and then the wood portion. Well, Texas winds suck, so I always locked the glass door to keep it from swinging, and it worked. But for some reason this morning in particular, I heard the glass door creak open and this loud, obnoxious knocking on the wood door. It was so loud and so obnoxious, it rattled the things I had decorating our entryway and knocked a picture off the wall. It was like someone was trying to break the door down. Our kitchen had a window over the sink and you could see if there was someone at the door using the door's peephole. I looked out and saw nothing. No one. The glass door was closed and there was no one standing on the porch. If someone had run up and banged and ran away, I would have seen them. I woke my husband up and told him what happened. He sleepily walked out of the room and stood at the end of the entry hallway and just yelled, quit your shit at the front door and then went back to bed. Out of curiosity, I unlocked and opened the wood door, checked the glass door and it was still locked and when pushed on, did not budge. The activity calmed down after that. We moved to our new apartment, which had some issues on its own, and things were quiet for a while. You won't believe this, this is Lainey, by the way, but there is more. Here's Pandaroo again. So we, my husband and I, our two dogs, and our cat, moved out of a rented house off 73rd Street, our new apartment was a townhouse. Our landlord was fantastic. It was super nice, old, but still well taken care of. We moved in and got comfy pretty quick. We had no issues to start. Things were quiet. Till about four months in. This apartment had mirrors. Everywhere. Turn a corner, mirror. Bathroom, mirror on two walls. Living room, full floor length mirror. Master bedroom, one wall was a pocket door styled open closet and all panels were mirrors. They were everywhere. It was kind of creepy since I had read that mirrors could be used as portals. My mom, who helped us move, suggested that since it's a small space, they were just trying to make it look bigger. This made me feel a little better. It makes sense, 
A little weird, but it makes sense as it was much smaller than the house we had just moved out of. It was a two bed, two and a half bath with a very small yard out back, but it was still pretty nice. After about four months, I started noticing weird things. It was a two story and the cat loved to play on the stairs. So I would go to the top of the stairs and use a horse whip to play with a cat all the way up and down the stairs. Snapchat was all the rage. I'm always late to the trend, so it was super new to me. Naturally, I was filming the cat being absolutely adorable when I saw wispy something float across the screen and then exhale as though it was actually something close to my face and I was trying to get away. I saw it with my own eyes after seeing it in the video. It disappeared into thin air. I blew it away without thinking. It just kind of happened. One night, my husband and I both heard heavy footsteps coming up the stairs. He thought there was a person in the apartment, so he jumped up, grabbed his flashlight and his gun to find no one on the stairs or in our apartment. We would hear scratching when the animals were all accounted for. Things would move, things got knocked off the dresser. And now some of it could be attributed to the fact that we had a cat who climbed and was kind of an asshole. But the full body apparition in the front guest bedroom of what looked like a gangster, it was definitely not the cat or dogs. It was broad daylight. I was coming upstairs bringing clean laundry when I felt a weird presence. I stopped halfway up and looked into that room and standing at about six foot, maybe 185 pounds, stood a man in a pinstripe suit wearing a fedora style hat and heavy black boots, just looking out the window. His back was to me. He was solid yet kinda see-through with an odd billowy outline. Like it wasn't a hard line, it was just like he was blending into the air around him. He turns his head to look over his shoulder. I could see just his mouth. He smirked, dipped his head down like a nod and vanished. I got a weird cold sensation and heard the name I assumed that was him telling me his name. I stood there on the stairs holding the basket of clean clothes, just staring. The cat came and rubbed against my leg and I screamed, dropping the basket and watching the cat run down the stairs all puffed up. I think I scared the cat more than anything. We continued to hear heavy footsteps coming up the stairs almost every night. Some nights they would start and my husband would say, can you not, we're trying to sleep, and they would stop completely. This I feel was not a malicious or malevolent spirit despite the fact that every now and then we would hear walking upstairs when we were downstairs and it would give us chills. I'm going to pause the spooky tales so you can hear a word from our sponsors. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. There's no BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need and exactly when you need it, which is amazing. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't do it. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. The best part about Lola and why I love it so much is that it was founded by women for women. 
Lola now offers cleansing wipes that are safe for use anywhere on the body. They are the first biodegradable all-natural wipe of their kind, perfect for a midday refresh. Individually packaged and perfect for on-the-go. Do good with your purchase, so for every purchase, they donate feminine care products to a homeless shelter across the United States. And in fact, I got an extra box of Lola in the mail thanks to them being our ad partners for this episode. And I actually took it to the local women's shelter and they were really appreciative. So Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable so you can choose your own mix of products, a mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. I love that Lola is delivered right to my door. I don't ever have to go to the store. I'm a person who shops online most of the time, so I love the convenience of having everything come straight to me. So the great things for It's Haunted What Now listeners is that for 40% off your first month subscription, you can visit mylola.com and enter It's Haunted when you subscribe. Once again, go to mylola.com and enter It's Haunted for 40% off your first month subscription. Well, the video is pretty weird and you can see it on our Instagram page. I know for sure that Pandaroo still experiences some paranormal occurrences, so I hope to hear more stories from them. Our final story comes from Chanko Wasted. And buckle up because this is nuts. When my daughter was about four to six years old, she had an imaginary brother named Billy. Billy went everywhere with us. He was always included in our conversations. Where does Billy want to sit? What does Billy want to do? She said when he was in her dreams, she would actually be able to see him. Black hair, tall and thin. He was supposed to be like a year or two older than her. Separately from that, she always had a heightened fear of demons in her bedroom. She would frequently come crying to me that she heard a demon in her room. I would talk to her about the noises and hearing things like that. She would never believe me. She felt like I would never believe her. She didn't sleep in her room for several years. She slept in mine. It is worth mentioning, although there could be no relation, that my grandmother died in that room when I was a little girl. My daughter's birthday is two days before that grandma's birthday and she was induced, so I always wondered what her natural birthday might have been. That could be all unrelated, but also, who knows, if a death in a room has any lasting impact on the energy levels or openness of that room. Another time, she was staring at the ceiling saying, wow, I see these weird symbols. So I talked about how when we look at one image for a long time, it can burn into our eyes so we see its reverse when we look at the ceiling. She said, no, it's not like that. Then she started to draw them. It was really weird because they really look like they could have been ancient symbols with a deliberate design. So Billy went away when she was six. Incidentally, the same year that she got her first cousin, Lily. No BS. She was probably less lonely as an only child because she was seeing her cousin a lot, so we talked less of Billy. The fear of demons persisted. 
She remained very clingy, slept with me until she was about 11. She wanted me to sit next to her shower every time because she felt like showers can allow for an accidental summoning of a demon or something like that. So she turned 12 this year, and her entire being and personality changed 180. She no longer wants to even come out of her room most of the time and would be mortified if I so much as opened the door while she showered. She hasn't talked about demons in several months, but she also rarely opens up to me in general anymore. So the other day, I walk down the hall to the kitchen and I hear her video chatting with her friend. And her friend asks, so what do you think would happen if you like told your mom about it? Okay, hit the brakes. I don't want to snoop or eavesdrop on my kid, but put yourself in that place and how can you not? She replies, I don't know. I think she wouldn't believe me or think I'm crazy. And then she went on about, sometimes I wonder if it's like a graveyard for my childhood imaginary friends. My first thought is, uh, oh no, is she doing that awkward middle school cringe thing of pretending to have imaginary friends or hearing voices for like attention? But her friend handled it well and seemed really receptive. But the conversation shortly changed, so I left after that. Then I forgot about it for a while. Today, I found myself randomly struck by a thought like lightning. What if she's actually seeing something? Edit. Oh boy. Okay, actually, I have a lot to update even though I just sent this. I decided to just ask her about it tonight. I explained the hallway passing thing, and at first she looked like she was freaking out over what I might have heard. But when she caught up to what I was asking, and that I was actually interested in suspending disbelief to hear all about it, she seemed really eager to open up. I wish I'd been recording this because she talked a mile a minute and her eyes and whole face were glazed off to the side like she was talking so sincerely without missing a beat to even have to stop and think as if she were making something up. It was like a real story that was just spilling out of her trying to find the fastest metaphor to compare things to. She talked about how she had several friends, but sometimes they get mad at her and make the room feel angry and wrong. She listed a lot of the names and described them, their appearances and behaviors, without even pausing to think. There were some that were in her closer inner circle and others in acquaintance circles, and so on and so forth. She said she had drawn them a lot of times, but always throws them out. I only remember that Angelina and Angelica are the twins who are porcelain dolls who tell her to draw them how they used to look when they were alive. She started describing a teenage male, but I didn't catch it as I was mainly watching her face and kind of what the fucking. I asked her how long she'd been seeing them and she said about four to five months. I asked about the demon fear from childhood and she didn't seem to validate that but also didn't seem to even really remember what I remember. At some point, I forget if it was at my suggestion or her own, but she did consider the possibility that it could all be fiction in her imagination, that she just doesn't know. I did let her know that when I was watching her face and her eyes when she was talking, I did feel like I believed her, that she sees what she sees. Whether it's imagination or something external, it was clear she wasn't making it up on the spot. She asked, am I crazy? And I said something like, no, but there are many different ways to look at it. One way, not meaning to disregard at all, but one way is it could just be an imagination period for you. Another way is in the medical world, they might call that schizophrenia and say that it's all fiction in your imagination. 
In the spiritual world, they might think that you're seeing something that's really there. She just nodded and accepted this range of perspectives to consider. I told her that going forward, if she draws about them or writes their names, then to save things for me so I can keep them together for future reference. Kids are so creepy. That's what I learned from that story, that kids are freaking creepy. Mm -mm, Don't like it. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode. If you would like to submit your own spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help us out. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore haunted, Instagram at it's haunted what now, or at hauntedpod.com. Producer for the show and creepy tune creator is Nico, who manages We Talk of Dreams. Follow him on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or visit WeTalkOfDreams.com. Until next time. Did you hear that? <laughs>